Hi guys and welcome to DeShaming. DeShaming is a podcast and movement dedicated to raising awareness about incest abuse, sexual abuse, and childhood family trauma. I'm your host Pamela Clark and I'm a licensed behavioral therapist. I currently live in San Antonio, Texas and I'm also a survivor of incest abuse. I'm happy to say, I'm, I'm elated to say that today I am thriving. So sit back, relax, and I hope that this podcast and movement prompts you to get involved and helps you on your path to de-shaming. Hi guys, I'm back. Took a little break. I needed a break. <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, I needed a break to reset and um, decide if this was something I wanted to still keep doing. I had reached the two-year mark with de-shaming, not with the podcast, but with de-shaming. And I just wanted to sit back and and see if this was really something I wanted to keep um, putting out there because I finance it. I do all of it myself. And it is emotionally draining on some days, but I think it's worth it. So I'm back and I am back with my beautiful friend, Tori, who was here a year ago. This is her one year anniversary-ish time from her podcast. And so we're going to check in with her today and see what's going on in her life. She's had some huge momentous events take place that I'm super proud of her for and we're going to talk a little bit about incest abuse and how de-shaming podcast is going to change okay so Tori hello love muffin hello hello thanks for having me again I'm so glad you're here little darling all right tell us I know I just channeled my dead southern mother by saying little darling (laughs) I am so not southern I'm not at all like Either that or like a John Wayne movie, like possessed my body just now. I don't think I've <laughs> ever said little darling to anybody. Um, Tori, tell, tell me what's been going on. Lots of stuff. I know about all the amazing things that have been going on with you, but you tell all these lovely people that are listening about all the amazing things that are going on with you. Yeah, for sure. So finally got out of the craziness that was working a job on top of being a full-time student um, and not even just like a normal full-time schedule, like having 18 credit hours each semester because I wasn't planning to graduate in the spring, um, needing to graduate because I didn't have the money to continue past that time. (laughs) Right, right. Um, Which was a complete whirlwind, super stressful. Um, Now looking back at it, it looks like it happened like in a blink of an eye just because I was like, pedal to the metal the entire time um yeah it's a but lot. definitely don't flow through it yeah um but yeah graduated which Yay! was bittersweet <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like happy to finally have my degree after all the, the time I put in um but I also like I miss academia just because I'm I love learning um and the graduations, uh, we, we talked about this um, offline, but like. Yeah, tell us, go through that for me. And, and if you can, and I'll interject, but, but take us through the preparing for graduation, the ceremony, the family issues. Take us through all that if you can and, and take your time with it. Like, because that was a huge, I mean, that's a huge event. And I, what I want people to hear from this is how um, th- this is one of the big differences between being assaulted from a stranger and incest abuse, like the, as far as the aftermath. 
Yeah. Um, so I think just even like the month up to it, when I started really thinking about graduation, um, it became really stressful and just draining, um, kind of in like preparation for something that I knew was going to be just like overall kind of sad. Um, and it was weird that like when the time hit, it wasn't, I think the anticipation of the moment was worse than the moment itself. Um, but granted, like still seeing like my friends, like have graduation fam, like parties with their families or like go out to dinner with their family. Like, I think graduation is not recognized for how much of a family event it is. Um, something I didn't even recognize until like going through it. And I was like, wow, this is, this is very family centric. Um, yeah, yeah. Because generally it's something that the entire family celebrates as a, it's less than an individual, um, Mm -hmm. accomplishment. It's more of like a family accomplishment. Like look what my son did. Look what, you know, I mean, or what my daughter did. Like this is in our culture. That's how it is celebrated. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I have like a lot of friends that the reason they walked was because of their family. Um, right. And granted, like, even like freshman year and, and sophomore, like when I was thinking about when I would get to the finish line, um, I never really thought about walking. Like it just like sitting through a bazillion people's names getting called and just going across the stage for like a few seconds, like has never been something that I was like, this is something I personally feel like I need to do. And like my parents didn't care enough that like, I felt like that was going to be something I would do for them either. Um, Cause I also, I always like, I'm probably going to get a master's degree. So I always figured I'd walk then if I was going to walk. Um, but like, I'd always anticipated having some sort of like celebration, like going to my favorite uh, restaurant with my parents, which is what I did um, as one of the things for like celebrating high school graduation. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like not having even like that moment um, was really disheartening and I didn't have anyone from my family wish me a happy graduation. Um, the only person that actually like gave me a card or anything was my roommate. Like I still have it. <laughs> yeah. Um, did your mom, did, did your parents know that you were graduating? I'm not, I'm not certain. Um, there's a chance that when I was more in touch with my aunt, that maybe she said that told it to them. Cause Um, I think she may have been giving them information about my life, but I'm not really sure about that. How does that make you feel about them? Because I'm going to tell you how it makes me feel (laughs) about that, her sharing information about your life. It makes me feel really uncomfortable. Um, And regardless, I don't know if that's true or not, um, but it did definitely the idea of it because it felt like it may be true has caused me to put distance. Um, Yeah. To between myself and her so I'm the same way and that's why when you said that I thought because my my insides were like like I felt like a defense went right up I'm not a fan of um sharing information because to me there's a reason I don't have those people in my life and this for me this is for anybody not just my family but so I'm not I don't want those people to know about my life and I and that's my right Mm -hmm. and I feel like for me, that's more important 
because of my childhood. Like my, I didn't have any rights as a kid. And so I have a heightened sense of, I hate the word loyalty, but it's true. Like if I don't care what I talk to you about, it's between you and I. I don't care what it is. If I told you the sun was blue today, I don't want you talking to any other motherfucker about me saying the sun was blue today. Like, that's just, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, that's how I feel because I already have so many trust issues. And this is just a sidebar, people. This is, but I wanted to touch on it. That if you can keep that for me, if you can keep that basic trust for me, then I can trust you with more. But if you can't, I'm not going to share with you more. Like, it feels like a violation. And if those people, like your mom and dad, wanted to know about your life, then they should call you. Yeah. They should know about your life. No, they shouldn't be able to gain access to you from a side door. It's just not, I don't think it's fair. I don't, I'm not down with that. Okay. <laughs> no, even at that point, like. I ended up not posting graduation photos. Um, I mean, if you look Which at my- Which were beautiful, by the way. <laughs> I love them. Um, my coworker's husband, he's studying photography at um, SCAD. And so I actually, I hired him to, to take my photos for me. I love it. I think they're amazing. I love them. I was, and I felt very honored that you shared those with me. Yeah, uh, I was glad that you could be in my life for Yay! me to share them with you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was honestly taking the photos was the only way that I, I celebrated my graduation, um, which I had thought about maybe throwing a party, but then I was also just so drained from having worked <laughs> and go, like finishing school that I just didn't have the energy or desire to actually put that effort in to throw that party for myself. Um, yeah. Cause I had um, a few coworkers that they're like, Tori, you like really need to celebrate yourself. And I totally agree with that. I just, I didn't have the, the ability at the time to do that. Um, and you still can. This is true. There's no, might... there's no time limit on it <laughs> at all. Like, you know, you can later. grieve all, all that loss. And then when you grieve it, then you can, We'll celebrate it. I promise it's going to happen. Oh, thanks, Pamela. You're welcome. So, did, so your parents didn't reach out to you at all and clarify for people who did not listen to your story. Um, why there's such a big rift. I mean, yes, Tori's a survivor of incest abuse and I don't, you don't have to go through all that, but explain to them why that was all cut off. Like, yeah, for sure. So I guess brief version is that um, there were like two time periods in my childhood that my brother sexually assaulted me. And then first time period was kind of just like pushed to the side, um, more of looked at as like they were playing doctor. This was consensual and exploratory, even though it, it wasn't. Right. Um, and then the second time was even more chaotic. And I think it, it was just too much for my parents to handle. Um, but ultimately what, <laughs> well, my parents and I are estranged now. And that after years of trying to make it work um, and with effort on their side too, like I don't want it to seem like they didn't try, like they definitely right. put effort in, they started seeing 
a therapist too. We went to therapy together a few times. Oh, good. good, good. Maybe, I think it was actually only one time. No, maybe twice. Um, all that ended up with last year, they sent me a message where they said that this part of my life was too much for them and that to have a relationship with me that they couldn't keep talking about it. And that was just, while I respect their boundary, it's not, I can't be in a relationship with them like that because even just the logistics of, I don't want to be around my brother, um, meaning like coordinating holidays is difficult. Um, visiting them at their house used to be really hard because he used to live there. Like all of that, just like. So when you would go to visit, you still had to see your abuser. Yeah. Um, okay. He would hide in his room most of the time, but there'd be times I'd be sitting in the living room and he'd come down and like go to the kitchen and that just like the idea that he could even just like listen into the conversation and that like I couldn't have a safe space where I could speak openly without him potentially hearing what I was saying was it was a lot. Um, Well, even the fact that you have to sit in the house with your abuser. Yeah. Which would never happen if he had raped you as an outside person. No one would ever expect you to have to be in the same home, room, area with that person. What's crazy is um, I even asked my parents if there was a way to coordinate so that he wouldn't be home. Like if they could ask him like, oh, Tori's coming over for this hour. Can you just like go to like a local coffee shop or your friend's house, something like that. And um, my parents said that that, they couldn't do that. And so I ended up texting my own brother and like trying to create that space for myself because it was that important to me to have a relationship with my parents. Um, right. And he laughed at me. He, he literally put ha 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 in the text and said, no, that was, the oh, Tori, yeah. I'm so sorry. It's that's, uh, it's enraging. That's enraging. And that is, but that is, incest abuse that is what we're talking about that is the differentiation the abuse the victim is always the outcast yeah it's it's you're always the person that's removed when you are the one who did nothing wrong so by that we are protecting the abuser and that is how it is perpetuated and generation generationally passed down the behavior is passed down the silence the acceptance can i call your parents no, i'm just kidding <laughs> and I, I don't i'm not bashing tori's parents I, I mean it enrages me because as someone who's experienced i know exactly how you feel and it it is that feeling of it reinforces everything you've already thought about yourself It reinforces the shame. It reinforces the pain. It reinforces the thought that you did something wrong or you did something to cause it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm not bashing them um, because that's, that's not what this is about. I know they're trying, but at some point people have to see it. You have to look and go, this. (laughs) Yeah, they tried. That's true. They tried. They are no longer trying. (laughs) And how easy is it for them? To say, I don't want to talk about this. You don't have that choice. I don't yeah. have that choice. I don't it's have the choice. Like, yes. As much as I want to be done with it, there are times where, like, 
I'm at work or I'm like interacting with a friend and I'm reflect like conflict arises and I'm having to reflect on like why the conflict happened and I'm at this weird place of like gaslighting myself in the situation yeah and but then also like knowing recognizing that and being like well no I need to stand up for myself but then doubting if I'm right like it right. creates binaries of like having to figure out am I right or wrong and that's just like there are no rights or wrongs perfectly in, in, in life. There's always things that could be done better or handled differently um, and things you can improve on, so. Right. Well, some things are just fucking wrong. Oh, that's, okay, fair. <laughs> in my head, but I'm that girl, like I'm that black and white kind of girl. And you're, but you're absolutely right, Tori. No, you're right, I'm teasing. You're right, there are, there are, nothing is solid black or white everything there's shades of gray when you're when you're interacting with people and talking about behaviors and things like that so no i'm teasing you but my the girl inside me is like no there are just things that are just wrong <laughs> it's just it's just wrong <laughs> and you are wrong and i am right and you know but i know what you mean yes and so yes it causes that self-doubt it causes that the imposter syndrome to creep in and tell you that no, I must be the person who's wrong because yeah. that's what you've been told your whole life. You're the one who's wrong. You're the one who's overreacting. You're the one who's handling this wrong. When in actuality, they just want to push it to the side so they don't have to deal with what they, the mistakes they made, the things that they could have done better. And that's sad for them. It's really sad. I mean, it, it is painful to have to face these things for everybody, but the woman that I've become because I faced them and you the same, come on. I would. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you. Are you kidding me? Thank you for saying that. (laughs) But it's true. Like it takes a lot of strength to face these things. It takes a lot of strength for you to say, okay, well, I'm just not going to have you in my life when you could have easily said, okay, I'm going to stay in, in their life, not have to work, but have to face my abuser all the time. Yeah which to me would be horrible. Yeah. And I'm, I'm ultimately glad that I made that choice. Like I definitely have people that'll ask me like, Oh, like, do you have a relationship with like, your parents yet? And I don't know if there's going to be a time where that it's, it's a yet. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I am, I am exactly where I need to be right now. Like yeah. I, feel like I finally had a chance to have space from the situation from having my side of it discounted continuously um and that the only discounting that happens now is internally by myself because (laughs) (laughs) which I'm working through but (laughs) that's so good though because you're you're the only person you're fighting and that's a mate I know exactly what you mean by that you're like okay well I'm the only person I have to fight with now thank god like this is so good (laughs) People out there will get it. When you know, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my God, I love that so much. I'm the only person I have to fight with now. <laughs> Just, which is a relief. Um. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, that's adorable. I love that. Yes, and space is good for everybody, I think. I do. And I always hold, um, I used to, I think you and I have talked about this privately, I used to, it felt like I was always climbing up a hill trying to get my family to love me, you know, to, to accept me, to validate what happened. And it's never going to happen. 
me just it, it it isn't and i think the the best thing i ever did for myself was realize that the only person that has to believe what happened is me mm-hmm. i believe me i i cuz i know it's true it's not a truth it is the truth mm-hmm. and i have the strength to face it and that's all i need but i still hold space for them i still hold space for them to to come into my life again as long as they can respect the boundaries and they have yeah. a hard time with boundaries and like <laughs> I would welcome my parents back into my life like if they were willing to try like the difference between us having a relationship and not was their willingness to keep trying um yeah because there had been times in the past where my dad had explicitly said that I was broken um and that I needed to be fixed and them not trying I feel like reinforces that that's it's me and while I imagine that there are things that I'm still working on and that I'm not a perfect human (laughs) of course (laughs) and that of course there's ways I can make the situation better and improve myself it's it takes two to tango and it's not just me yeah well and that's the thing is no one I don't I don't perceive anyone as broken I mean it's just the human experience like that's what we're here for. We're here to reproduce, continue our species and, and to grow and experience. Right. And so, but what tells me from his statement of saying that you're broken and something needs to be fixed in you is that he's completely stagnant. Like he's not experiencing life. I mean, if we take the abuse out of the equation, this is somebody who's not growing or experiencing. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I understand it's scary to have to face that his two children have gone through this and what that means for him, the implications in his head, right? But that's not an excuse. Do the work. Put your big boy pants on and do the work. I, I, that's just, that's how I feel. And I feel the same way about my family. Put your big boy pants on and do the work. And then you can talk to me until then we don't have anything to talk about. It's just simple. Yeah. But that's sad. So what did you end up doing for your graduation on that day? Um, well, there wasn't a really clear day. Like there was a day that I finished my finals. Um, and I essentially, because I wanted to get away from the chaos of having to be around everyone experiencing graduation, I left town for a week. <laughs> Good for you, girl. Where'd you go? <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember that. That's right. Oh, yeah. good for you. Did, was, did the university was, actually have people walk? Yes. They did. Okay. Okay. So you, did uh, you do that? No, I did not. Oh. So I, I came back um, the day after the ceremony. Okay. So I just like feel, entirely missed it. Do you feel good about not walking? I do. There, a few people um, from my major ended up texting me and being like, hey, are you at like, are you here? And like, that actually was kind of like hurtful, but cause I was like, Oh, people actually wanted me to be here. Oh, of course they did. Um, yeah. I know what you mean though. But I didn't expect people to specifically be looking for me cause it's such a big event. Um, so it was like, <laughs> that was bittersweet. It was like, nice. It's like, Oh, people missed me, but like, also like, Ooh, <laughs> I'm not there. Yeah. Did you do anything special while you were at the beach? Um, honestly, I just like went to a few national parks, did some hiking. Um, the Airbnb I stayed at was literally like a two minute walk to the beach. So I, I went swimming like 
three, four times a day. I brought Ripley to the beach, which Ripley's my bearded dragon. <laughs> I love that. And you, the Ripley is in the graduation pictures, people. And it's amazing. Maybe I'll put that on the website for your picture. Oh my God. Can I? Yeah. Go How cute is that? I can't take it. <laughs> Ripley's adorable. Ripley really is. I, I love him so much. <laughs> He's, I can see him right now, people. You should be jealous. He's oh, in the I picture. Oh, I too. <laughs> Ripley's pronouns are she, her. I thought it was he, him. Oh, um, no. Then I took her to the vet and they were like, he's a she. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Yay. Well, that makes her even better. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. So since graduation, you haven't heard from anybody in your family. No. And another bittersweet thing with, gra- well, this isn't even bittersweet. This is just salty. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> with that, I like that. Um, <laughs> My brother ended up dropping out of college um, from the first college that he was at originally because he's he's two years older than me. Um, and he ended up going back to college and graduated at the same time as me <laughs> with a criminal justice degree. And did he have a graduation? I have no clue. Absolutely no clue. Um, but even How just did- the idea of probably my parents celebrated with him is just like really sad to me well not Painful. like he deserves that support like it's not set like <laughs> <laughs> Pamela's shaking her head Pamela is pleading the fifth on that one I'm just saying <laughs> I wish he would have majored in something else um <laughs> I would think so yes I would think so um and not that people can't change. I'm not saying that at all, but I, I think it's sad if, if they did choose to celebrate him and not you. And yeah. that's what I mean by, I don't think he deserved it. If you didn't, that's, that's, that's the, that's the difference is that, you know, it's, um, yeah. Yeah. But I've seen it a lot in my life too. There's lots of celebrations that I am not invited to or involved in or, um, and there's really no celebrating me. I'll celebrate you. Right, girl, I'm pretty celebratable. I just made that word up and so are you. Like, yes, <laughs> but it, that's the thing. And that, I think that's the importance of the, Sam's talking about, like I'm not a huge fan of talking about the details of incest abuse. One, I don't want any perv listening and getting off on it because they're out there right but uh, this is the part that's important is that people don't understand how it is a lifetime (laughs) of repercussions yeah that for something that you didn't want didn't do didn't ask for exactly and and that you are silenced about so that it's perpetuated and continues through i have nieces and nephews who have been sexually assaulted by the same siblings who assaulted me like, I mean, it's not, you know, well, yes. And it's, we have to get help for everybody. The family unit has to heal. It's not a one, it's not one person in it, but more often than not, it's just the victims who heal. And then, you know, they are left without family. Sad. It's really sad. Like it's, it's sad that no one was there for you, but trust me, when I come to Georgia, <laughs> we're gonna celebrate maybe we'll build you a little stage to walk across girl oh i got connections we'll make it happen because <laughs> you deserve that 
Oh, you deserve you. that. You really do. You really, and I want you to hear that and feel it. It's hard because I have to say it to myself all the time. You really do deserve that. You kicked yeah, ass. <laughs> Go for it, sister. Tears are good. You kicked ass. You got through it and you kept yourself moving forward. You deserve to be celebrated. Now that. tell everybody about your amazing job. Yeah, I got a position as a senior design researcher um, at, at Anthem, which is the health insurance company, which like. Right out of college, bitch. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's amazing. Yeah. It's yeah, I, I couldn't have asked for a better role. Um, I, I really love like the human centered design process and just getting to do the qualitative interviews and really trying to improve the member experience, which is how I justify working in health insurance. <laughs> I love it. Need more people like you. They do. They need more people like you with heart and understanding and experience and have been through things. It's important. So. Yeah, a good portion of the work is definitely building empathy and trying to translate that into a business case, which can be kind of grueling some days, but like it's definitely good work and is an important work. Yeah, empathy is a lost, I don't want to say art form, but because it should be a normal human characteristic, <laughs> but we, we're losing it with more and more technology. It, and it's not a judgment. It's just, it is right? Because we don't gain empathy until we experience things. And we don't experience things until we're actually in the 3D world, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. so I think it's important, the more people that can put that out there, ways to be empathetic. I mean, that's what this podcast is for, people to understand what incest abuse is about, and how it is very different than other sexual assaults. It's not more than, it just is different than other experiences, that people have. Ugh, I just said experiences. <laughs> I feel like I just diminished all of it with just that one word. The experience that I had. No, the assault that people have. Yeah. So tell me what you want for your mental health and your growth as a survivor over the next year. Oh boy. Oh wow. <laughs> big, isn't it? I was good. Question. Um I feel like Oprah right now. It's <laughs> an Oprah question, girl. I think now that I actually have more time on my schedule, um, I'm so used to being a busybody at this point, and I feel like that's definitely a coping mechanism too. Um, yes, girl. That I am deliberately trying to set up time in my calendar where I am forced to sit and do nothing um, because Good. it's hard to sit by yourself with strong emotions and to just reflect on things and. I don't want to get to a point where that becomes uncomfortable for me because that was, I feel like a big part of my childhood experience because I didn't have the emotional support that I needed was sitting alone with myself and trying to be that support. Um, yeah. Like as I've gone through college, it's harder for me to cry. It's harder for me to be emotionally vulnerable, even just around myself. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to trying to get back to to that, being able to feel my emotions more clearly, I guess <laughs> you could say. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. Yeah, to really feel them. Yeah, and to let them flow and, mm -hmm. and live their lifespan per se. Like I think that's important and it's hard to do. Yeah, it's, it's a scary thing to do. 
And it's a hard balance too with like figuring out how to re- relate to people um, and interact with people in the corporate world. Like that's a different skill set too. Um, and so like <sighs> finding a way that in maybe emotionally charged situations in industry, like how can I be present for myself when like, cause like feelings are definitely not generally welcomed and like. <laughs> right. Cause it's basically about the bottom line yeah. in the corporate world. Which I mean, like, it's, fair. it's, it's, it's business. Um, so figuring out how to, to make that space for myself when I need it. Yeah. Which I think you're going to be amazing at. Oh, I do. You. <laughs> I think you're an amazing human being. I do. I'm really grateful. I think you're an amazing human being and I'm grateful that you do everything you do. And I'm glad, I'm glad you're coming back to it, but also like take the breaks when you need them. Um, Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And I think that was what over the break, that was the thing that I let myself say, like, so the whole catalyst for me (laughs) calling Tori and saying, we got to do a podcast. Um, There's a woman who reached out to me from Canada, amazing woman named Jennifer, and she's going to be on the podcast eventually. Um, and reached out about the podcast and I was like, damn it universe. (laughs) Um, but I, I think the thing is, you know, I I am very much a, I have to do this, 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 and this, if I'm going to do something. And I don't think that that's going to be my approach with this anymore. It's I'm going to do it when I want to, and I can, Mm -hmm. and, um, that's it. Like, it's not, this isn't a job. This is a, a lifelong advocacy for myself and other people. So I, I have to stop approaching it as if it is work. Cause it isn't, I don't do this work. I work with children. Mm-hmm. I love my job. I have the, <laughs> I have to say, I, I have, I think I have the best job in the world. And yes, like any other job, it has trials and stressors and all those things, but pretty much overall, it's amazing. I mean, it's amazing what I do. And so I, this has to feel different than that. It can't be the same. So thank you for saying that. Yeah. And I'm just going to put the podcast out when, when I feel like it and I'm going to be on Instagram when I feel like it and uh, it'll grow accordingly. However it's, and if there is a, a higher demand for it, then I will pump out more stuff. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm not, I'm going to take that pressure off myself. I think that's mentally important for me because C- you and I talked about before we started recording, it's hard to talk about abuse all the time. Yes. Cause sure. it triggers me. It, it just like, it triggers you. It, it it's just a trigger. It, it causes all those emotions and not so much anymore. Like it's not, my triggers are not the same. My reactions to my triggers are not the same as they were 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Thank you, therapy. <laughs> Best financial investment of my life. Thank you, Dr. Lopez. That man is badass. Um, but yeah, are you gonna? Are you doing therapy right now? Are you in therapy? Did you find what? somebody? Not yet. Okay. So I actually, um, while I was working at Anthem and doing school, because I was part time, I did not have health insurance. Ironically. <laughs> Isn't that awesome welcome to america so yeah it's funny it was working part-time for a health insurance company it didn't have health insurance <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> but anyways I, I officially now have health insurance uh, so it's in general i need to see like 
a primary care physician. I need to check up on my health in general. Preach. And a step of that is like, I need to, I need to start going to therapy again. <laughs> I'm a huge advocate for therapy. I will be in therapy for the rest of my life. It is the, it's my favorite thing in the world because I walk in that room or do it on telehealth with him. And he can't tell anybody what I said about him. I really love that. Like but that's, I don't, as an abuse victim, I, I have tremendous trust issues. Like they're just always going to be there and it's not my fault. And I've stopped blaming myself and saying, Oh, Pamela, you should trust people. No, I shouldn't. I wasn't neurologically wired that way. I started, my abuse started at four. I, I'm not built for that. Right. That's the room I walk into and legally I can completely trust him. It's amazing. I love that. I mean, and intrinsically, I think I could trust him anyway. Like he's an amazing human being, but I don't even have to think about it. It just is. So I'm always a huge proponent of people <laughs> go to therapy. They can't tell anybody <laughs> anything you say. Like you can genuinely say how you feel about everything mm -hmm. without I fear feel. of judgment or negation or any of that like none of that's going to happen when I am with him mm -hmm. not going to judge what I say to him yes Crazy. <laughs> it's amazing to all the listeners out there I would definitely say um if you've given therapy a shot and maybe you just didn't have the right therapist um that finding the right therapist really makes the difference and to keep fighting for that <laughs> that's such a good point yes because like I, I adore Dr. Lopez, but it doesn't mean he's going, would be good for you, Tori. You know, like you, you might not, he might not be your therapist. Right. So that's so true. It's just like dating, you know, <laughs> that's how I explain it to friends all the time. <laughs> yes, air high five. I love it. It's just, yes, it's the same thing. Like it's a relationship. Like I've been seeing this man six years now. Wow. Not, like full on all the time. Like, I think I went like nine months recently without, but he's always like, I have it. I always say I have a therapist. I need him. I call like, and we do a session, but I think it's important. So thank you for saying that about finding. Okay. Last thing. If you could tell yourself, if you could sit down and I want you to close your eyes and picture this, so, so close your eyes. I'm gonna close my eyes. So you don't have to feel weird. Close your eyes. And if you were sitting down and you're in a room, your favorite space, and there's a chair across from you, and it was you, it's you at the age you first told people about your abuse. And it, before you decided to tell or before it came out, if you could give her some advice, what would it be? There's nobody else in the room. It's just the two of you. Hmm. That's a hard one. <laughs> it is hard, isn't it? And what, because there's a flood of emotions that are probably filling you up right now, just thinking about those times. It's just hard thinking about like everything she's about to go through. <laughs> right, right. Not, like, and an easy, simple, like line of advice. It's like, oh, believe in yourself. Cause like, <laughs> exactly. But so if you can see her and then you can see that timeline of everything you went through to right now. I think I would 
tell her to start building out that chosen family. Um, yes. Love that. And to recognize that biology is not everything and that just because society says something or because it's a norm doesn't mean that it's right or valid for your lived experience. Um, Preach. And to do what is the most fulfilling and validating for you um, and to not let someone's role in your life dictate your narrative in life. Preach it, girl. I love that. Tori. Oh, that's so big. That's so full of goodness. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> you're so big and full of goodness. And I love you. And I'm super grateful that you're on this path with me. I really am. Like, I love I wait, you. I do. I can't wait to move to Atlanta so <laughs> I can see you more. Yes. And that'll that be together and celebrate all the things that we missed celebrating. Preach it, girl. Oh my God. That'd be amazing. <laughs> oh my God. That'd be amazing. Okay. Well, thank you, Tori. I'm grateful all the time for your bravery to come on here and uh, even more grateful for your friendship. I think you're a beautiful creature and thank you all guys for listening. It's going to be a little more this time around. I'm going to be a little more Pamela and less of what I think people want to hear <laughs> or the Zenness. Cause I am not a Zen individual. I'm just not that I don't, I mean, I try to meditate, um, and I have some amazing friends who are amazing meditation teachers and therapists. Um, that's not who I have been. I am a mouthy, uh, potty mouth, <laughs> confrontational, uh, very loyal, super amazing individual. So this, this round with the podcast might sound a little different to people. So I apologize if I offend anybody. I do not apologize for being myself though. So we'll be back, right? Girl, right? We'll be back again with another um, episode. And I am grateful for each and every one of you that listens to this and is, is out there talking about incest abuse because 35% of all cases reported, that's just the ones that are reported, are of sexual assault are perpetrated by family members. Remember that, 35%. And that comes from the Rain website. Um, so as always, I really hope that this helps you on your path to de-shaming. And we'll see you again soon. Tori, I think you're amazing. Thank you for being here. I think you're amazing. Thank you for hosting this. Okay, bye. Bye.